0: Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this podcast, I wanted to talk to you about building legitimacy because I see this piece coming up over and over and over again, as we are required to collaborate more and deliver services, which includes multiple organizations. So there is a book called Systems Convening, a crucial form of leadership for the 21st century. And this book is written by Etienne and Beverly wenger Trainer. And they have got a whole section in this book on building legitimacy. And when I read this book, this was the section I kind of like highlighted so much of it. And I was a bit like, I have to make this into a podcast episode. So they say, legitimacy doesn't come encapsulated in a tidy job title. It is not guaranteed by one's position or qualification. In order to be effective, system conveners need to be convincing to multiple constituencies across boundaries and across levels of scale. Some conveners do have the official legitimacy of a mandate or role throughout their organisation, but even these conveners still have to work to sustain that legitimacy and translate it into action. And this really ties to, in the past I've talked about, a boundary spanning role and I think the boundary spanning role and constantly having to build the legitimacy go hand in hand because you don't belong to one organisation. When you cross that boundary, you, sometimes you can feel a little bit in no man's land and the legitimacy and credibility and that personal brand you've built in one organisation doesn't automatically translate into the new territory. How do you build that legitimacy? I said constantly, you don't constantly have to build it, but in the early days, it can feel like that. You know, you've got the qualifications, you may be a clinical lead or you may be a manager, you may have an MBA, you may have all the letters after your name, but when you walk into the other organisation, they don't know you, they don't trust you, they may have heard things about you, good or bad, they may have seen you online, they may know nothing about you. So you have to start from scratch. You have to show them who you are. You have to show them and tell people your values. You have to keep showing up. You have to keep repeating the vision and the mandate. You have to get to know them and ask them questions about them and their work and what matters to them. You can't just be like, this is what we're doing. Like, come on, crack on. Some people will, but a lot of people won't they'll want to know, can I trust you? They'll want to know who makes you think you are qualified to do this work. And I think when you're a consultant coming in, I feel like it's it's worse. <laughs> I feel like you do have to prove you can do what you say that you could do very quickly. So I think there's an internal piece here because that imposter syndrome rises up. You start to think, well, can I do this? Am I qualified? And you have to think about, you know, like your years of service, your training, the projects and services that you have led, the failures, the failures are so, so important because they give you the leadership skills and the resilience skills to be able to keep doing what you're doing to a really high standard. So the fact like use those failures, use those examples when it was a struggle to get certain people on board. One of the things I always go on about it in my team, they must be sick of me. I'm always talking about the importance of being consistent and keep showing up and f- create that rhythm of when you say you're going to do something, then do it. It's so important. For me, if people are inconsistent, I won't trust them and I'll just move on to the next. I'll be honest. I don't have time for it. That's a value that is really, really important to me. And that showing up piece, depending on whether lots of you still work virtually, I'm not sure what the state of the pandemic is going to be when I release this, but I'm going to release it anyway. It's really important. We've still got lots of work to do in and outside um, of COVID-19. And I work a lot virtually and I have to show up. I have to show up online, show up in my email, show up on the WhatsApp, and it works really well, show up on Microsoft Teams when I'm in meetings, make sure the camera's on. It's making sure you just have to try that little bit harder when you're working virtually to create that personal connection. And when people say to me, Taral, can you come? I will come. I really will come. And I will travel. I'll stay overnight for a, you know a two hour meeting because it's worth it. It really makes such a difference. One meeting can change the tone of your communications moving forwards, So forget about, it may be inconvenient, you may have to get up early, it may be a late night, you may have a long commute, but in the long run, if you want to build those relationships and accelerate the progress of your work, just through meeting people, I would really encourage you to do it. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you proudly in partnership with 10,000 donors and their Gob for Good campaign. Gob for Good is all about getting as many people as possible to join the stem cell registry. Only 3% of the UK are registered to be stem cell donors and only 0.4% of the global population. If you or a loved one have the devastating news that you have been diagnosed with a blood cancer, the chances of you finding your blood stem cell match is significantly reduced if you have a minority ethnic heritage it is really really simple all you need to do is click into the show notes or visit the god for good website at godforgood.com and get yourself signed up to the registry you could one day receive that life-saving call or one day you may need that life-saving call now let's jump back into this week's episode obviously other people can build your legitimacy that word of mouth, testimonial referral is really, really important it can sometimes go against you because sometimes people think, oh what of Tara she's really good and then people meet me and they think, mm, she's, she's not that good <laughs> like, sometimes people can really big you up and then I don't know, you. they've built up a expectation in somebody else's um, mind and then when they meet you sometimes the expectation can be off So word of mouth referrals is really important, but then you still got to live up to the expectation that this referral, this word of mouth testimonial has kind of laid out for you. And you do that by just trying to get to know people, making it personal, trying to make it not about you, but also showcasing your experience if you start to feel that resistance. And I've had this, I've had this a few times and I've had to say to people you know, I've done X, Y, and Z. I've got the experience, trust me. And then I've had to make sure I deliver. And then they start to relax. And it's sometimes, you know, sometimes when communications can feel a little bit prickly, just picking up the phone and saying, look, I know this doesn't feel great, doesn't feel great for me. Communications feel strained. How can we work together? And that's a real, real example, which I'll go into at another time. And it really worked. And now we've got a really good working relationship, and that was just me, no ego, just go to the person, see their point of view. I could one hundred percent see their point of view and could hundred percent understand their frustration, and it's that that builds legitimacy. It's that personal connection. It's that ability to say, you know, I'm wrong. What can we do differently? And it's is that. It's not the title or anything like that. It's showing up when it's, it's hard and coming up with solutions and then delivering on your promise over and over and over again. And once you've got that rapport, then you don't have to constantly be proving yourself. But I think in the early days, when we think about integrated care, and this podcast is more than about primary care networks, but that is where I spend my day to day, And we're working across multiple practices, multiple clinical leads, multiple practice managers, you know, local hospitals, community trust, community voluntary services. It's a lot, clinical commissioning groups. And when it works, oh God, you know, when it works, it works and it's excellent. You know each other enough to have a really good rapport, a little bit of a laugh when it's appropriate, get the job done. When things aren't working, you can pick up the phone when you see the emails coming through, there's no animosity, there's no, what do you mean by that? You know, they're clear, you understand the person's tone, you understand what they're trying to do, you understand your role in this jigsaw puzzle. And it's like, you know, a sweet sounding orchestra. When you don't have the relationship, when you don't have the clarity, when you don't know what you're doing, you know, that it's a mess. And it's really not a very nice environment to work in because it feels like you're all pulling in the opposite directions and it's legitimacy, it's your personal brand, it's your leadership skills, it's resilience, it's everything. Another point of consideration is I've made a note to say, offer your help with no expectation. It's not like you do this for me, I scratch your back, you scratch mine it's that's a no, it's you want to help because you generally want to help. You want to understand, truly understand the situation, and get multiple perspectives. So you've got a deeper appreciation of your work and the context that you work within. So that offering to help with no expectation. And I think when you are a consultant, there's a boundary, but it's not like, oh, it's five o'clock now. I'm not going to do that. It's doing whatever needs to be done. And in order to do whatever needs to be done, you need to understand the context that you're working with them. And there's also something about being happy to work under the radar. It's not about you. You have to build that legitimacy, but at the same time, it's about them, them learning to trust you. Does that make sense? You're not the star. I'm not the star. It's just quietly, you know, pounding the pavements and, you know, get cracking on with the work. And I see this a lot in, if you're like a clinical lead, it can take a long time. There will always be somebody that thinks I could have done a better job than you. I don't know why they're there. And it's not the big chairing the meetings. It's those side conversations. It's, you know, quietly putting out fires in the background that other people don't know that they're there. But there's always somebody watching. There is. You may not realise, but there always, there is. And there's people watching that really appreciate it. And there are people that are watching that think, mm, I wouldn't have done it like that. But it's okay. You are like chalking up points in your <laughs> legitimacy bank. And I think just to summarize, the most practical piece of advice I can give you to help you build legitimacy is to simply be visible, be more visible and do what you say that you are going to do. And part B is make the time to genuinely get to know people and what matters to them and be yourself. Don't try to be anything other than who you are. That's what got you to that position. Have faith in those around you, empower them and step into that role. But it is tough. I'd be lying (laughs) if I said there might be some days where you think, why am I doing this? but it's because you've got a deep passion. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. This work is hard. It is hard, but it's also really rewarding when you can see those patient outcomes. When you can see that service come to life when you can see the collaboration forming. So if any of you are listening to this and thinking, I'm doing all of this time, it's still not working. It's like, be patient. This stuff does work and reflect on what is working well reflect on those little successes and build on those successes. Don't focus on what is not working, focus on what is working and then translate that to the areas which need a slightly different approach. And then from a business perspective, you know, doing this podcast, newsletters, social media, speaking engagements, writing case studies, writing reports, commenting on policy, translating that policy, all of those things. It's like just bog standard marketing. All of those things help build your legitimacy because people can see that you've got an opinion and they can see if you're sharing your results, they can see that you're building a track record. Having a website, if you don't need one, but if you've got one, you know, maximize it make sure you've got all of the back end kind of sorted out with your SEO and that you're producing regular content and just everything's up to date. So when people land on it, they know, okay, this, this organization, this person is serious. They know what they're talking about. There's blogs, there's newsletters, there's just their insights. People want to see your thought leadership. So, I'm jumping around a lot in this podcast. At the very beginning, I mentioned it's not the title. Sometimes it is the title, and use that title, use your position, use your influence, use the power that has kind of been bestowed upon you. Sometimes there is a time and a place for that. You have to be aware of the situation. I, you know, no one can tell you. You have to be emotionally intelligent around how you show up, how you use the influence that you may already have or you're building. So sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. So hopefully again, that provides some practical advice for you guys. I hope you found this helpful and I'll see you in the next episode.